As the party finds their way back to the octagonal room, facing these trials in the Twilight Eternal, this purgatory realm of Anarhan, they came across a horde of vicious goblins that descended upon a village they had deigned to defend. Though unsuccessful in their task, all but Val, Cad, and Kelnias were felled, though all of them now find themselves once more at the table with the butler. Kelnias has been here the whole time, and as the others open their eyes, recovering from what seemed like certain death, they see Cad and Val finally crest the staircase and enter the room as well, as the wall behind them, as soon as everyone looks away and looks back, is sealed shut. Cad, silent, stoic, drags out one of these chairs awfully loudly and plops himself down in it not bothering to scoot anywhere closer to the table. Bartholomew, upon waking up at this table, sitting with everyone else, turns to the butler and says, Now, if all of these trials are about me not doing anything, I will not do anything here, just as much as downstairs. So we can wait until the gods deem me worthy to be heard or judged, and I don't have to throw myself through hell to do that. And after that, he refuses any sort of attempt to make him talk or move. Well, this is just great, isn't it? Verlander says, standing up now from kind of shaking himself from waking up, as it were. And that, he says, now addressing the butler, was just, what? Another trial then? Although it's what we made it to be, isn't it? The trial that we wanted it to be, the trial that it should have been. (sighs) No. Neither was the last, nor the one before. This was the trial of aggrandizement. Yes, great. Aggrandizement. Something that we all have such issues with, or that we could make such progress in, as we obviously did. Barty has a good point. I am tempted to sit down next to him and do nothing until the gods deign it their will to come down and snatch us up or plummet us into some hell that is different from this one, which we're already living. Honestly, why do we continue to subject ourselves to this, looking around now at the group? You are free to participate or not in these trials. I merely stated that succeeding in them could help your case in the eventuality of your tribunal. Not participating will result in a failure. At any rate, what you're saying is that we want them to judge us, presumably to continue to live after they have judged, we need to do these trials, otherwise we are going to be condemned. No, I say no such thing, for I am no judge. Only that completing them successfully may shed a favorable light on your sentence. And if we fail them all? An unfavorable light. We are already standing in an unfavorable light, are we not? You have passed one. Though you, Master Sulacel have passed two. And what are the others? Myself? You have passed one. And so, what was the differentiation? Why Val, Fassat, and the rest of us, I assume, did not? Mick, Mick, does does it even matter? It's clearly the rules of insanity. It's made up. I am not told. I am merely told the results which I convey to you. The minutiae of such decisions are 
beyond me. Yes, yes, beyond, of course. Beyond us all, apparently. As frustrating as this is, and I'm not going to ask anyone to continue or even to listen to any of my ideas from this point on, but trying to predict what it is these trials are trying to teach us, I think, is probably getting in our way. In my mind, the last trial was about, no matter how humiliated we may be by people who are quite frankly not very nice or kind to us, it is not in our power to deem them unworthy of being saved. That is why I stayed to fight. Whether or not it was correct, I don't know. But I had no illusions that we would be winning against however many goblins there were. However, Val, all of us stood to fight, besides Kelnies. You did, but you... I don't know that you wanted to. You stayed because the rest of us stayed. I don't even know if that is the trial that I passed and you did not. It could have been the other. Tell me then, fancy man, did I pass this trial of Agrandir... Whatever you said, that you did. Hmm. There you have it. It's whoever stayed alive, it looks like to me. Perhaps. Then I do not deserve to succeed. It does not matter. The fact of the matter is, some of us succeeded, some of us did not. And we cannot change that. I say we get these other trials over with. I don't know, but I'm not too keen on just going headlong into another one of these idiotic games. Well, by all means, Cad, you are free to stay here in your torture room. And Rolander just kind of points at the stairs. I will not resign myself to this place either with the grumpy dwarf. Then, at least for me, I'll go along with whatever the next trial is. Cad just growls and stands up. But I'm not picking it. Someone else take the lead where we should go. Cad actually looks at Vamark and is like, You seem to have an inkling of clarity in that last encounter. Why don't you point the way? Also, I will say, just pointing out uh, a minutia of the room, regardless of what staircase like you entered to reach that trial, upon exiting, these have been in like a clockwise pattern filling in the circle. I do not think that it matters which doorway we enter. They probably all lead to the same trial. This one is as good as any. Edinburgh points to one that's just next to the sealed-off wall. Any who wish to join me are welcome to. I'm going to try to not worry too much about their results. And Vamok just nods, stands up, starts walking down one of these hallways. Val will follow. Kelniace elects to stay. Rhaenyra will go. No more fun for you, Kelniace. I don't know why I'm here, to be honest. Why not Fron? Why not Luca or, or the grumpy old kin, Lairotes? Of all of these companions of yours that this little group has picked up and discarded along the way, why in blasted hell am I the one that gets dragged into this? Perhaps you're still alive. Hmm. I'm pretty sure you were dead. Regardless... It actually is, surprisingly, in the midst of all of these trials, your being here that causes my mind to wander and think the most. Anyways, I won't stay idle here. She gets a wry smile on her face. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fingers her collar and she's like, well, Rolandia, I won't say anyone's ever quite flattered me in that notion before, but very well, I guess I'll come. And Rolandia... Allows her to proceed first and follows after. She rolls her eyes as she passes you. 
Uh, Mick will also follow, but is really perplexed from the last trial and the other, well, actually, quite frankly, the last three trials and is really unsure what to learn here, but he kind of trails behind the rest of the group. So Vamox leading the group? Yeah. This stairway that you go down also is sizable. So you have a few minutes to converse between each other. Kelniace gradually falls to the back of the group where she falls in step with Mick and just says, Something struck me in that last one is rather odd. And maybe the Mick I knew has changed since I met you, but of all of us here, I would have expected most that you would choose to save yourself first and foremost. Kelniace, honestly, if you were talking to me several months ago, See myself do that would surprise me, too. And I guess that you are correct that I have changed being in the company of these fine people. And he kind of looks down and is thinking about that last phrase of, okay, what's, what's going on here, you know? And is reflecting on his company. Ganyes, I honestly, I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of always fleeing, always looking after myself. That's why I choose to stay in in the face of certain death. But I don't know what to say about it. What I can say is that you're right. I have changed. Kelnaeus claps a hand on your back. It's like, well, then damn the butler and whatever he says. If that was your trial, then you passed it. In my eyes, at, at least. Mick is still looking down and says, thank you, Kelnaeus. That means a lot coming from you, actually. She just, you know, withdraws her hand a bit sheepishly and gives you a nod. As they're having their conversation, V-Man is going to talk with V-Dog. <laughs> a, a meeting of the V's. The W. The meeting w of squad. the V. The W. <laughs> yeah, um, Vamak is going to talk with uh, Val. And Val is looking very forlorn at this moment in time, because in his eyes, everyone failed that last trial because of him. Val, tell me something. How old are you? Uh, I, I think it is 51 now. And that is young... For an Elveret. It is uh, the human equivalent of 18. Interesting. I find that in these trials you have a certain... I do not know if wisdom is the correct word, but perhaps it is because you are pure of heart. But you seem to be able to discern what it is we should or should not do. Or at least you have some sense of nobility that guides you. What I am getting at is, you seem to have such high ideals, and yet you are the godborn of Yakuda. It seems to me that would be in conflict with your nature. How did this happen? Or rather, why did it happen? Why would you seek to be the godborn of someone who is so violent? I could see myself doing it, but you... Why? I did not think I had a choice. And that is it? You resigned yourself, who you are, because you were presented with no other option? I don't know if it has occurred to you, Vamak, but I am not exactly good at making choices. Mm. What makes you say that? In the last, I don't know, hour, most of you have failed trials because of decisions that I have made and ideals that I have tried to uphold? In the face of what? For what purpose? Do I want to be a good person? Yes, I do. Do I want to change the world? Yes, I do. Do I want it to be fundamentally good? Yes, 
I do, but it is not. And it has proved that to me time and time again. So you think that somehow your ideas have caused me to fail the trials? Do you think that I am not analyzing this for myself? That I am not making my own decisions? No, but you've influenced by me. Perhaps. And were you not influenced by me? By Rolandir? Brynir? All of the others? We all influence each other, but at the end of the day, our choices are our own to make. Then what is the right one? You would ask me that question. I do not know that I would even trust myself to make the right decision. Much of my life has been in the pursuit of power, of strength. And yet here I am, with all of you, going through the same trials. So, perhaps the choices I have made in life don't lead anywhere. At least nowhere better than the choices you have made. I think what matters, Val... Cad kind of pipes up from behind the two of you, is that despite the situation, despite wherever you find yourself, whether you keep making those choices and keep choosing according to your ideals. Me, apparently, I'm a coward. So what? I succeeded a pointless trial for some uncaring god. But now I know I'm a coward. It's how I failed here, and that's how I died on Egadon. You passed, because you stayed. And the only reason you survived was after everyone else was gone, and there was nothing you could do. When finally, that ideal of yours was in your own self-interest and not in someone else's. I passed. Kelnies passed. But that told me a lot about myself and about her. And he kind of just bucks his head behind toward the end of the procession. You can be damn sure about yourself after that one. And we all can. And I hope at least out of everything here, you can be proud of that. Despite whatever some trumped-up butler has to say about it. I will try. Val tears up a little bit, just quietly to himself. And Cad kind of looks behind him at Brynir and he's like, And you, you could have ran. You could have made it all the way to the stairs with me, but you turned back. And you suffered for it. No pain is greater than losing... Your friends. I can assure you there's one that's losing yourself. As the group enters finally this chamber at the bottom of these stairs, you come into a room that seems to have a large circular construction, though the walls go off to the very edges of your vision and then just barely start to curve inward. This is an enormous room, and most of it is filled with just pitch black shadow. However, far, far and away, in the very center of the room, is a tiny speck of light that would take another good hike just to get to. But nothing else of interest because it's all dark. It doesn't seem so, no. Can I try a light cantrip and see if I can do magic here? Well, you can try, but you cannot do magic. It, it doesn't work. Instinctively, Vamak is just going to keep walking towards this light. That will do the same. As will Rolandir. I think you can assume all of us do that. It's around a 20-minute walk. Yeah. This point of light is coming from a small capstone of an upside-down pyramid that you began to see the inklings of which, as you got closer, extending from out of the darkness and coming down almost to about shoulder height. 
underneath this pyramid is a figure gripping it and holding it. You see that their skin is a slate gray, and they have almost the look of a Goliath about them, as they don't bear the usual features of a kin that you would associate with this skin color. But they don't seem to be much of a Goliath either. And as their muscles are straining and bulging and sweat is dripping from their form, they notice you approaching. And in a raspy, hoarse voice, as if they haven't talked in ages, they go, Finally, someone to relieve my burden. Relanders looks up, and does this pyramid just ex- continue extending up into the darkness? Up into darkness, the edges of which you cannot see. However, you do it does move, and like almost like little bits of dust or particles fall around you as this figure shifts kind of its weight underneath this immense mass. I think Val goes instantly catatonic at being offered to hold or do something again for eternity. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> just totally blank in an instant. Why do you hold this pyramid? It's, it's my charge. From who? The one who I took over from. And why did you do that? I thought it noble. He was suffering so as I suffer now. And Rolander kind of gets up like right close to him. And he just says, let me ask you, if you were in your position again, would you make the same choice? Is it noble? I did it under selfish pretenses. But yes, it itself kind of shifts his weight again. His noble to prevent what should happen. And it's at this point that you notice, you know, this kind of golden glowing capstone at the very tip end of this inverted pyramid mirrors one just beneath this figure's feet, like between his stance. Looking down at that, kind of back up at the capstone that's shining this light. And what would happen exactly? Were you to let your burden go? <laughs> Doom. To whom? To everyone. He, he kind of looks at Val and Cad and Kelniace and Vamok. He's like, Oh, what are you? Val is still catatonic, so... (laughs) (laughs) Completely ignoring this guy real quick, Rolander just turns around to the others, and he says, I think this is a room we can safely pass on. And he kind of shoots Val a glance, noticing that he's completely unresponsive to anything. Hearing Rolander say this, he says, No, Ah, please, I beg you, help me, please. Anyone? Any takers for this poor man's burden? Val kind of blinking back to himself, uh, says to this man, Put it down. I cannot. (laughs) Put it down. I will not. Why not? Because it has showed me what would occur if I were to give up this duty. I gave up a duty very similar to this, and it woke a drake 
the size of the world, and what of it? And what happened to that world? I am certain it was destroyed. Then you are swimming in blood, screaming up at you your guilt. I will not endure that if I can endure this. That is your decision, then. Bastard. Selfish bastard. As this guy keeps talking, Rolander, like, nudgingly pushes on, like, the back of this guy's leg. And he, like, oh and he gosh. says... Breaks the knee. <laughs> he doesn't break the knee, but he, like, you know, threateningly, like, to break this guy's stance. He's like, stop talking to him that way. You're a fool. If you seek to interrupt this... I am holding back doom itself. Then it seems that you have no other choice but to continue, then. I don't think that any of us are willing participants to take your place. Considering our backgrounds, but we won't get into that. Then you're all responsible for the deaths of worlds, or just the one. I think my body count is probably going to be two very soon. You speak so callously. It is selfish of us to not want to take on this burden. If that is the case, is it not also selfish of you to want to relieve yourself of it? Of course it is. Yes, hang on to that thought, Vamok. Didn't you, he says, turning back to the guy, did you say you took over this burden for selfish purposes? What could have possibly convinced you to do such a thing? What was in it for you? My own salvation! Promised by who? I guess you could call them gods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if we aren't all fools for putting trust in those beings at one point or another. And have you earned it then? Has your salvation been earned? Not yet. Not until willing soul takes my mantle can i be released from this prison why can you not just set it down gently because i have said it will bring doom it seems to me a rather large design flaw <laughs> to build a pyramid that would bring doom if it were to be put down. How do you even know that that is what will happen? I told you I was shown upon taking it. You were shown then by the pyramid? Yes. By what is inside it? By what seeks to escape it? And what might that be? I cannot describe it other than what I have said, but it is doom. It is... It is the end of worlds. And I am not so quick to damn everything and everyone that I once knew and loved. So it is your world, then, that will be destroyed. Mine. Others... Those without number that I have neither seen nor heard of before. Ah, I 
Let's see. Okay, now we're beginning to get to where this might be relevant to us. And he turns back to the group. The mock is just going to place a hand on the pyramid. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Do it. It's a little warm to the touch, but otherwise you don't have any out-of-body experiences, if that's what you're looking for. If only it were so simple. The one who I took it from had to convince us, and only after we had all turned our backs on him did I return and free him. Then I was witness to what was to come, and I understood him more than I understood my own wife, my own children, my own self ever. And what became of your friends who turned their backs on the individual? I do not know. But they went on, I assume. (sighs) I can only assume to these trials of theirs. But in these eternities that I have been privy to glance at, I have never, (sighs) I have never seen their free faces again. I'm sure that they were tried and punished. And if I gave this duty up, and if I were to forsake all, then they would not experience that. For I'm confident they have already met their sinister end. One, I am more confident now than ever that they deserved. If I may speak with everyone, Val will, like, draw everybody kind of a little bit of ways from this guy. <laughs> yes. Um, Zivay, I see this... We are already kind of damned by the gods. I don't really think that they are very inclined to let us go as it stands. Um, As someone who has agreed to many contracts and suffered many things for a very long time, I think we should take the loss on this one. If it even is a loss. Yes. If, If walking away means failure, I think it is worth it. Can we afford that? Well, let's see. How many trials have we done already? This is our fourth. We've lost three of them thus far. Well, no, we've only lost two. Everyone passed the first. Ah, yes, of course, two. Here is what I say. Perhaps it is more of a philosophical type of thought, but I do not see any good reason why any of us should take this burden upon ourselves. I do not know why it would be appropriate for us to be punished for eternity for his decision. He may try all he wants to tug at our heartstrings and teach us about doom and destruction, but at the end of the day, that is the same tactic that every salesman uses. Do you have salespeople coming to your door every summer? About doom and destruction. (laughs) Every time you answer the door to a salesman, it's freaking Atlas. (laughs) (laughs) My point is, he made his decision. And just because we feel pity for him, I do not think that is a good enough reason to consign myself to an eternity of this form of damnation. So... That being said, I will leave him, and I do not feel bad about it. I agree, Vamak, but is there a possibility that, well, instead, maybe I should pose a question. Does it have to be a person, a living person, to take his place? For my opinion, it seems that it does. 
But can we consider I'm some sorry. alternatives? Yes. What were you exactly thinking of? Nothing, there? nothing. Thank you, Kenny Ace, Getting for putting some your input. No, I, I want to know, Mick, uh, which corpse you would drag and kind of wedge between the two pyramids. That, that was my one. Corpse, please, what are you thinking about? I meant an inanimate object, a oh. non human object. A kin object. <laughs> well, that's deeply racist. Um, keep in mind, Rolandia said that's not me. <laughs> Wait, some of my best friends are kin. I can't be <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, oh, By this dear. man's own logic only one of us would pass the trial and we would not be able to do so until someone else came and you were able to convince them to take on the burden. Uh, although it could be argued that if all known universes in which we live would also be destroyed, then technically wouldn't everyone lose, ultimately? If that is the case, then what does it matter? Eventually the pyramid will fall or something. I do not know. The way I see it, we have two choices. We can either leave, or we can forcibly remove him from the situation, and then leave. I doubt you could do that. Look at those muscles. Kelnies. She has a real thing for guys that have muscles. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> that is not I the mean, time. While this discourse is going on, Rolandia is in his you know, mind's eye, maybe just his mind, trying to make contact with Sindor, if possible. He is, you know, he knows he's completely cut off from intent, but he's checking this one out to see if he can uh, reach out and feel any sort of presence. You feel a kind of prickling tingle at the back of your mind, as if there is a presence there, but it's faint, and you get the impression that it's at least trying to stay discreet. As if it were, say, not supposed to be contacting you at this point in time. <laughs> it's trying to go incognito. That's kind of the impression you got. Though it's more of the impression of like, what do you want? <laughs> Talking through gritted teeth. Through gritted teeth. <laughs> Don't take that attitude with me, Cinder. I'm your godborn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rolandier is going to attempt to press a single question through this point of contact and Rolandier asks free Brynjir from his bind with you and if you're involved at all in this tribunal give them their fair due and I will take over. You feel this tingling sensation which was a little uncomfortable at first kind of just fade into this warm, not really embrace so to say but just like a hearty pinch on your shoulders the man holding the pyramid just looks down and like, don't any of you want an end to your worries? You stand accused, and I offer you salvation. I don't know that you're in a position to offer us salvation. I was promised. I was promised freedom. And this is what you have gotten. And I will have my reward for my diligence. I certainly hope so, but you will not be getting it from me today. Nor I. I say we should all turn around now 
and head back out that door. Cad, though a little hesitant, nods his head. Says, this being is beyond our ability to save. Gods, I think you're right. We take the loss on this one and pray that we can scrape by in the next four. Besides, I think he's made it abundantly clear he fears the consequences enough. He's not going to let it drop. Calneas, before leaving, will kind of look at Val, just like one eyebrow cocked, and, and you notice her just staring at you. What? I don't know. I thought I knew you. That's all. Sometimes I don't know myself. This is not a fate I am willing to suffer again. It was not a fate that any of us were willing to suffer a first time. I can't blame you for that, but of all people to at least be sympathetic, I- Am I- do I- am I not sympathetic, Calnies? I know exactly what it is that this man suffers. Exactly what it is. And I will not do it again. I draw the lines there. She just looks off in different directions and starts walking back toward the stairs. You feel a hand on your shoulder and it's Cad and he says, You've been through something few, if any of us can understand. Don't hold it against her. I might hold it against myself, so... Time will tell. And he'll follow Kelnias. Brynir will turn to the man and say, I'm sorry, but I have my own burdens to bear. And he leaves the room following everybody. And after Brynir does that, just as a final word to the man, Mick says, I hope you find what you're looking for. And he turns on his heel and he leaves. Which is salvation. <laughs> Pats him on the cheek. Ta-ta. <laughs> the mock just looks at him, raises an eyebrow, turns and leaves. Valentine. <laughs> Mr. Valentine. Val will look at him very seriously and say, Frankly, I think damnation might be worth ending the suffering. You, you would die for nothing. You would give up everything. <sighs> for nothing. And through his dry, crusty lips, he manages to spit on the ground. Val will nod, as if, you know, kind of, I deserve that, and uh, give him a nod in departure and go. As you all begin your walk back toward the door, there's a small shift in the light, and you hear footsteps running up, and then past you, as this man runs past Val, then Brynir, Vamak, Mick, Kelnias, and Cad, and straight on. Hmm. So it seems it was all bravado. Is Rolander with us? No. <gasps> it was not bravado on the part of that man. I, I think that it's safe to assume we turn around. Mick turns around, at least. Yeah. I, I'm looking back. Standing there now beneath this massive pyramid supporting it under his weight is Rolandir. And Brynir feels the chain that had been essentially tattooed around his neck from Sindor fade, and it disappears. And all of you receive this strange sense of, of slight comfort to you to keep going. And as you turn around, he just kind of shrugs his shoulders as much as he can under this great weight and just says... You get out of here. You work out your own damn salvation. 